You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. Who will win? Remember when uh, Billy Crystal used to host? Remember when the Oscars meant something? Uh, You know what, though? Okay, so is it just that we've gotten older and we're kind of wise to the games now, a little more cynical? Yeah, I think so. We've seen this rodeo before. Yes. Or is it just that they're not... The movies aren't as good anymore? Or that they, they... they're not progressing. I think they're the not problem, keeping up with the times. I think what they need to do is cut back the amount of nominees in a category, especially Best Picture. Yeah. You don't need ten nominees. That one year when they decided, oh, yeah. we'll do up to ten. It doesn't have it's to be insanity. ten. But I feel like they're always how many? How many are this year? I think it's ten. It's ten. Yes, yeah, I don't think they've never. So I kind of feel like nominated I 10. feel like you know, if you look at the grand scheme of things, yeah, Black Panther is in the top ten of what ha- what came out. Really? Best? You think so? Best, best picture? I, I do. That. I think Black Panther was a really good movie. Re- yes. I think, I think Black Panther deserves all the recognition in the world for what it did socially mm-hmm. more yes. than what it did as a film. It's an important film. And, and in that sense, the, uh, the Oscars are staying true to their form because but, that's what they always do. They don't always nominate an award films based on uh, their merits. It's, some, it's sometimes it's like, well, this, this year was really big for women's rights, so we're going to nominate a bunch of women. Yeah. My thing is then... <laughs> this give, year, the best actress category, all women. Give Black Panther... <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> I know, right? Give Going Black Panther a, a Nobel Prize then. Not best picture. There you go. Yeah. That's... Um, Although, probably the best Marvel movie that year? Th- that year. I thought Infinity War was way better. You thought it was better? Yeah. It's a little uneven, but they were... Uh, it is a little... But it's how more it, ambitious. It's hard to be an even and movie were, when, you, when yeah. you're juggling that many characters. I was... Uh, and I thought it did a good job considering how many characters and how many tones... It had to juggle. True. Because you've got the tone of what is like what became Captain America and the Avengers, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which went from being fun and cartoony to like super serious. Yeah. Winter Soldier fucking shifted all of that. Mm-hmm. Then you watch Civil War and it's that until Ant Man shows up. Yeah. And then suddenly it's like fun. Ant Man mm-hmm. and Spider Man. Like in the middle of this kind of dour, serious film, you've suddenly got like this breath of fresh air in that airport fight. Yeah. Then it suddenly gets fucking dark and ridiculous again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you've got that feel. Then you've got Spider-Man. You've got the Guardian, so it's got to be kind of lighter. Thor just came off of Ragnarok, which is a little bit lighter mm-hmm. fare. Uh, and so it is tough because you've got the the tones of those individual properties yeah, the that Guardians. you're trying to marry together. That's what I said. Guardians. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry. I like, I like doing this podcast with well, you where you half listen to what I'm talking about. I'm trying about. to find the fucking list of Oscar nominations. Well, because uh, that's important for a movie podcast, <laughs> I guess. Hey, while you're looking for that, Not found it. I've got a uh, great. <laughs> Never mind. We're done. We'll, we'll hit that. In what's, just a what's up? What's up? What do you got? No, uh, I want to read you the latest review on our podcast. Oh, do we have another one? Yeah, we've I got haven't a, even been keeping up with us. We've got a new review so for few our podcast. And far between are they? Uh, is it is it a positive joke? It's no. Oh no! <laughs> it, it is not. Oh yeah! We received this review on November fifth, twenty eighteen. Okay. By the user Trey is Trio. No, Trey is Trio. Hey, sorry for uh, this being a couple of months behind Trey. It's well, okay. Hopefully Trey. you're uh, Look, still Trey, listening. You know what? This oh, is gonna no. be par for the course for you, Trey. <laughs> I can't wait. Uh, and it's. It's titled, These Guys Can't Stay On, dot, dot, dot. I don't know if it's a longer title, and I'm just not getting it. I think he's being uh, ironic. Uh, But here we go. Listen to the dazed and confused. (laughs) 
confused. Confused. C-O-M. No, C-O-M. Confused. So this was, so this was an intentional Trey, misspelling. who uh, I guess can't fucking spell. Uh, listen to the Dazed and Confused yeah, episode. Be now. If you want to hear two. No, listen, man. You want to throw salt? <laughs> you want to throw salt? I'm going to throw a little bit of salt back, okay? Just shake it off, You know Joe. what? I get the Shake it what off. What would T-Swift say? Uh, uh, no, let's hear it. I want to hear this. No, uh, all right. I feel like I'm going to get the brunt These of the These guys criticism. can't stay on okay. dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. Listen to the Dazed and Confused episode if you want to hear two guys talk about everything but the movie. <laughs> One of them didn't even bother to watch the movie. Oh, wait, we've had this review before. These guys are const- constantly... <laughs> there's an A in constantly. Uh, these guys are constantly Listen, he's a busy jumping guy. all over the place, making lame jokes that they both find hilarious. So far, it's pretty accurate. Two like, stars. I can't, I can't disagree with anything he's saying. That is a 100%. Like, I feel like we should put was, that on the Facebook page. I, know, right? I was about to say. the website. Uh, have you listened to the other episodes <laughs> of the podcast? That's the problem. That's the one he listened to, realized you hadn't listened to the movie. Well, Man. I think, Did you think Joe, what he was expecting us to talk about was the movie Dazed and Confused. Boy, were you oh, And that movie doesn't exist. No, it does. So we couldn't talk about spelled it. spelled a little differently, and you have to pay uh, $35.95 <laughs> to rent it. I find that VHS. joke you make hilarious. Oh, that jo- <laughs> <laughs> Let's laugh incessantly at each other. So Trey is trio. We're not bitter, not really. No, man. Look, all I'm saying is you're gonna throw some salt. Go throw uh, some fucking salt back your way. Hey, listen, it's called spell check, motherfucker. Joe, you look say, into it. You say at the end of every episode, leave us a rating, whether it's good or bad. At least give it a fuck. Well, he didn't follow instructions. He didn't follow he? the instructions. He did do two stars. Would you have accepted his review had it been a five? Had star? Had it been a five star rating, and then he went yeah. on to trash us. Hell yeah, right. yeah. Guys, you could trash us all you want. Just, Just follow make directions. It five, make it a five star review. Well, he probably didn't uh, <laughs> stick around to the end of that. I know, right? And confused. Yeah, man, because it was awesome. (laughs) You missed the best part of the fucking. And you didn't even need to watch that week because I fucking carried that episode, if I recall. I've seen that movie so many times. I've been talking about watching it again. How much I love it. Who cares? Uh, But but ultimately, it doesn't matter. You know what? Look, man. Mm -hmm. Trey is trio. (laughs) I'm. There's a part of me that's super happy that like you felt so passionately about. Us not talking about the movie. I respect that. That it made you go to the fucking Facebook page. Or not the Facebook page, the podcasting page. Listen. And like leave us some feedback. He's more motivated than I am. Yeah, man. Like I, I can barely record and upload this, this podcast. This podcast guy's got a bad motivator. <laughs> that's, from, that's a Star Wars reference. <laughs> oh, was it really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Star Wars colon so, A New Hope. So guys, please. There's no fucking A New Hope, man. <laughs> I, I knew that would goad you. God. Damn it. You took the baits. Uh, but yeah, guys, please leave your review on the podcasting app. <laughs> Maybe now's not the best time to uh, ask for that. <laughs> yeah, please. Go ahead. Please keep your they, opinions. They didn't even talk about the movie. They just talked about some bad review they got. <laughs> this has been the Editing Bay. Thanks for listening, guys. All right, so next week, we're going to be reading <laughs> Law Dog, whatever, Law Dog Cowboys review. That was five stars that we really loved. Law Dog. That's another movie you can Cowboy Law Dog. That was his name. Hey, Law Dog. It's like from Tombstone. Um, I always go law dog. Yeah. So uh, you got that that list of the. I uh, do movies? have have the list. It's not a complete list. Um, well, yeah, it is. Best actress. Here we go. Best director. So we've got best picture. Black uh-huh. Panther. Black K. Wakanda forever. Do you call it Black Klansman or Black Klansman? It's Black Klansman. It's like it's not like you're remixing yourself. Black Klansman. Bohemian Rhapsody. Hey, which I learned today was directed by Brian Singer. Did you know that? 
Wait, X Men's Brian Singer? X Men's Brian Singer. Man, I wonder who he fucked in that movie. Oh God. Well, yeah, the well, only I mean, way I know that under eighteen. <laughs> there is a uh, a new uh, story out today, Joe. That yeah, uh, yeah you you may jest, but it's a little close to home. Great. Well, Human Rhapsody, so that probably won't be winning anything. Certainly not nominated for Best Director. The favorites, uh-huh. or the favorites, as Favor- I like to pronounce favorite. it. It's got that the X-Men John Favorite. That's right. Green Book, uh, Roma, which I I can't wait to see now. It's I on Netflix. See that. I, I, I know this, Joe, but watch I can't it. stop time. Uh, <laughs> a Star is Born and uh-huh. Vice. That's the Dick Cheney, Christian Bale. Film. Is that what that is? Yeah, Vice. <laughs> a lot of people don't know. It's not. It's not Miami Vice. No, was that? Yeah, the, yeah. The, the reboot of Miami Vice. That was a good movie. I like that movie. That one's not bad actually. Yeah. Did you That's see that? Pretty, I've seen that. It's one. pretty yeah, good, man. man. It got some. It got some pretty bad reviews, but mm. I enjoyed it. It's, if Michael you like Mann that guy's makes films, a good fucking movie. Exactly. One of my favorites is Collateral. It's a good fucking flick. That's dude. the one uh, with Tom, Tom Cruise, Cruise, right? Yeah, he's a bad guy. Shot yes. on digital, I believe. One of the so first films. So good, I man. Need to see it. All right. So what do we? What else? We what have? else we got to do? What do, you, what do you want? What do you care about, well, Joe? You I care guess about what, best what I'm curious about is the uh, you know the. So you think Black Panther's the best of the Marvel films? From, from no, from 2018. From 2018. No, I don't even say that. I what, is, what is the best? I enjoyed. Um, I, I think I enjoyed Ant Man and the Wasp a lot, actually. That's the best one. Wait, when did you Thor come out? Was that 2017? Ragnarok. I think it was the end of 2017. Yeah, so check, check I mean, like that's my favorite in recent memory. What's the, like what's the name of the director? Uh, Wakiki Titi. I'm not trying to be offensive. It's something like that. I know, but you don't know his name. You know, we should do that film on Thor Ragnarok. No, the we've talked about it a bunch. Hey, man, we should do what we do in the shadows. Yes, some year. Yeah, we saw that this past Halloween season, October. Man, fucking hilarious. And and they're making a TV show of that. Do you hear about that? No. What we do in the shadows. Really? Also, not nominated for an Oscar this year. Isn't that the one with the Jermaine Clement? That's right. Yeah, I love him. Yeah. Oh, you you haven't seen this? Shiny. No, I haven't seen it. Oh, well, we're definitely going to do that next year. Oh, cool. Well, thanks, Joel. Stick that around. Was, that was good. October 2019. There's no, th- th- my takeaway from the Oscars is, uh, again. What's the lesson? What is the takeaway? <laughs> Don't mess with Maui when he's on the breakaway. And this tapestry here on my skin. It's two weeks in a row. It's a map of the victories I win. Look at what I've. Okay. Just totally predictable. Same things you would always. There's always like a powdered wig period piece drama, right? Yeah. There's, a, there's a, a special important film. These are all important films about uh-huh. race relations and. Uh, or uh, uh, a musical about you know people finding themselves. Sure. Uh, what else do we have? I'm really fucking surprised that Mr. Rogers documentary. Oh wasn't my nominated. god! What a fucking yeah, exactly. We'll talk about missing the mark. Like that was the one documentary that like broke into the mainstream in 2018 that people uh-huh. were talking about. You've seen it was playing in theaters near yeah. us. Most yeah. of these movies don't get that, and I know it's not supposed to be a. It's not pop, but it is a popular. It is a popularity contest. contest, though, isn't it? But it also it can't just be popular. Like this isn't the Justin Bieber. But of, uh, my thing with the the Mr. Rogers, I mean, even if it isn't actually the best documentary made this year, like it is a very well done documentary. Yeah, it's something special when you watch a movie like that. Like, okay, I'm going to compare it to the Ruth Bader Ginsburg documentary that Sarah and I saw. Like, I think maybe a week or two after. Mm-hmm. And it was fine. It was super clinical and just like, and then this right. happened, and then yes. this happened. Whereas the the Mr. Rogers documentary is, it's telling you a story, and it's also like telling you the story through like the eyes of a, an animated Daniel Tiger, who we find out through the course of the documentary is kind of like the character that, that Fred Rogers embodied. Like he felt no. like that character was him. And like they were all, all the puppet characters were different aspects of his personality or different people in his life. It's like split. But like, yeah, but like Daniel Tiger was kind of him. Aww. And and it's fun because they've got like these cool little animated interstitials 
between like moments in the documentary uh, where they go through the different stages of his life. And it's just, it's so fascinating, but it's so artfully done and it's still telling a, a very engaging and passionate story about this person who who was called. Like, and I don't mean that in like some like super hyper-religious way, yeah. but I do think that we all in our own way have some sort of talent and maybe maybe we end up being called to use that. Yeah. And he was, and he did it in spades, you know, he touched the lives of millions mm. of fucking people. Your calling, Joe, is to not watch movies and then uh, record and podcasts then talk, about them. Like, I do that every fucking time. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. No, I, I got you. I'm sorry, Trey. Well, I've done that before, I think. It's trio. I've skimmed through. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you're right. RBG. RGB. Or no, RBG. I got it right. Yeah. I'm thinking red, green, blue. <laughs> RBG. Uh, nominated in you, man. That best documentary. That's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no. Yeah, no Mr. Rogers. Well, that's sad. Animated feature, yeah, predictable. Although, well, a lot of people are picking uh, Spider Man. Uh, no, uh, the what the fuck is the other one? Ralph breaks the internet. no, not Isle Ralph of breaks Dogs. The internet. Isle of Dogs. A lot of people are picking Isle of Dogs to win that one. I could see that. I just fucking dude, I can't imagine anything but Spider Man into the Spider Verse winning this. Yeah, that's what it just that seems to be the favorite. Just we've seen Wes Anderson do the same style with Fantastic Mr. Fox. Exactly. Uh, I haven't seen Isle of Dogs. I hear it's a pretty touching film, mm. but Into the Spider Verse is just like. It's something visually I've never fucking seen before. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it yet? Uh, I saw, I've seen half of it now. <laughs> oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I have about a dozen half-watched movies that uh-huh. I really need to catch up on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm-hmm. But not on this podcast. Joe, I watch 100%, <laughs> of the movie yeah. that we uh, record. <laughs> and then you talk carry about every the week. podcast, and then we tell jokes. Not true. Yeah, that's right. That we find hilarious. <laughs> but only you and I. Because it's, you know, I, other, what's the other option? <laughs> what's the other option? That we tell jokes that our audience is going to find hilarious? Or that we don't find funny? What I, what I think is great is when we tell jokes mm-hmm. that we don't find funny, thinking that the audience that we can't hear is going to be laughing at it. <laughs> All right, never My mind. head's twisted. This is the uh, Editing Bay on oh, the God. Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're good movies. Sometimes bad movies. No matter what the case, every week we will watch a movie. And what that basically is is kind of a jumping off point for discussion with mm-hmm. us sometimes. Uh, and we invite you to take part in the discussion. Just go to Facebook.com uh, slash Editing Bay or in the search function put in Editing Bay. Uh, click on that image of the woman with the bleeding eyes, and that's where you could talk back to us and join the conversation. And if you've got ideas for movies that you'd like for us to take a look at and talk about in the future, go ahead and put your suggestions there. This week, I got to do two for a two in a row. Yeah, you did. I let you. I allowed this it. Is, I, I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, and uh, this week, uh, kind of in honor of the uh, second season being released of The Punisher on Netflix. And also canceled. Well, have they officially announced the cancellation I don't yet? think so, but I the writing's on, on the its wall. Way. It's yeah. on the way. Mm-hmm. And it's a shame because The Punisher uh, probably rivaled only by Daredevil. The best Marvel properties on Netflix. Like, they were just so fucking good. A lot of people agree and with I you. And I just finished season two of The Punisher today. And it was outstanding. Oh, yeah? Yeah, fucking outstanding. Oh, did they wrap it up or did they, they did. not have a chance? They did. To... You could, you could kind of tell well, that like, it was in production when all the announcements were coming down oh, so they about wrote Daredevil, in. Luke Cage, Iron Fist. And so they did. They, they definitely gave it a wrap up. Good. Uh, and I wish Daredevil would have gotten that same thing. So now we're just waiting for the final season of Jessica Jones. Are, are we waiting, though? Uh, no, not really. <laughs> That's too bad. God, man, that show bored the shit out of me. Well, hey, you gave the old college try. I did, man. More than In one fact, I did. I have watched all of them. I have forced myself to watch all of them. And Don't the do it only, to yourself. The only ones that I've really enjoyed were Daredevil and Punisher. Defenders a little bit because it includes Daredevil. Uh, but Iron Fist, 
sucks. Mm-hmm. Luke Cage was okay in a way, but it kind of hit that point where it was a little bit of shit. Yeah, he's my least favorite character in World Combat. Yeah. <laughs> Never played with Luke Cage. Luke Cage. He's more of a Raiden guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but he had those cool sunglasses. He did. And he signed that picture. They never got broken. No. Through all the fighting. You broke my sunglasses, asshole. <laughs> so all that to say that in honor of the second season being released, uh, we decided to uh, to watch the 2004 Tom Jane Punisher film, uh, also starring John Travolta. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I can't wait to jump into this. The thing. second time we've done a Punisher film uh, that I didn't realize until after you announced this. Last week, and I was like, "Wait, didn't we already do the Dolph Lundgren?" Yes, or was that just a which we're gonna come, fever? We're gonna come back to that. We're gonna come back to that movie, and All I'm right. af- I'm afraid what your answer is going to be. Well, it's a nice compare and contrast, yeah. Because uh, I, I I do remember enough about that film. Okay, all right. Well, oh, hold oh, hold it. Oh. Hold. Joe's giving me the hand. I can't. Well, just because when I'm like, well, we'll get to that later, and you just jump into that, and I'm like, well, wait, just man, setting up the, the audience tease. that they know. See, this is why we're getting two star ratings because we're gonna start talking about the movie now. Let's talk about the movie. So, The Punisher and from 2004, edit. directed by. <laughs> That was the editing bay. Uh, That's why we call it the editing bay. Directed by Jonathan Hensley, mm. who uh, was a screenwriter for Die Hard with a Vengeance oh. and Armageddon. Oh, wow. Not bad. Okay. Yeah, and I think he did like The Musketeer or some shit. I like that one with Oliver Platt is and uh, no, Kiefer Sutherland. No, Three Musketeers. Oh. This is the the Musketeer, oh, where yeah. it was like some weird like Just the action kung fu it's kind pre- of thing. The prequel. It's before he got his buddies, his yeah. two buddies. <laughs> uh, so the budget for this thing, $33 million, uh-huh. brought in a whopping $54.7 And as we established, that is not a success. Just for a frame of reference, I really love doing this now. Other movies that came out in 2004. Uh-huh. It's another long list, Uh-oh. but I'll go through it real quick. Hopefully you've called it. N- no. <laughs> uh, every movie that came out in 2004, <laughs> The Village... Saw, Sideways, Mm. Million Dollar Baby, Mm. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. My favorite films of all time. The Terminal, Spider-Man 2, Mm. Shrek 2, The Aviator, we talked about earlier, Collateral, Man on Fire, Mean Girls, National Treasure, Closer, The Notebook, The Passion of the Christ, Dawn of the Dead remake, Kill Bill Volume 2, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, Friday Night Lights, Garden State, The Incredibles, Crash, Hellboy, Anchorman, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou, and Shaun of the Dead and Miracle. No way. 2004. Uh, Another good year. A bunch of uh, great movies, Mm -hmm. and amongst them... Stinkers like 2004's You know what? The Punisher. I'm going to stand up a little bit for The Punisher because I didn't have that if bad of a time. If you want to stand up, stand up, you're going to get knocked down. <laughs> I didn't have that bad of a time with it. I was entertained. It was better than I... This fucking movie, man. Again, but but I had to compare it to the Dolph Lundgren version, which I know you don't want to get into. Well, but it's tough to that compare it because Dolph Lundgren is sleepwalking through that entire film. Yes, he is. I was thinking about that one scene. Where it looked like they had one take of it. That oh, where exactly Dol- where one Dolph take, is sitting like on the bed or whatever. Literally like ran out of film. No, it's like he's having a conversation, but the timing is so off, and uh-huh. they're like stepping on each other's lines, and oh. there's a long pause where he's cocking his gun. It's almost like you forgot his line. <laughs> there's none of that in this film. There's no <laughs> yes. way you can say they're on par with each other. No, well, they're not on par. They're both bad. They're, they're separate but equal. Okay, but as this far is as a bad goes. 2004's bad, yeah. which is 10 times better than 1980 whatever's I bad. guess so, yeah. No. I mean, I, this is 2004. It's the age of whiny metal. No. Uh, so yeah. you're getting your, like, seether some, with some Nickelback. with Amy Lee. Got, uh, Evanescence. Like in, uh, <laughs> what, wait, what was the, the song? Um, 
Cause I'm broken when I'm lonely. I don't feel right when you're gone. I kind of like some of that stuff. I was jamming out. You don't feel me. It seemed more like 1994 than 2004, though. I'll give you that. The worst is over now. Hey, you know what? At least, and we can breathe again. They didn't try to do what they were doing with all the other Dude. superhero or comic book movies of the time, where giving it a Danny Elfman score. This, this, this is one, a, dude. Okay, they made we it talk about the fucking score on this. It's so Ennio Morricone. Like it's got this spaghetti western feel to it, absolutely. Which is one of the best fucking things that's going on in this movie. Agreed. That it's got this really fun, like kind of. Like, it's this modern revenge film that has this old western fucking feel to it. There's even a couple of scenes where we see, like, the well, the last standoff. The last John standoff. Travolta. There's also a... a standoff earlier in the film where mm-hmm. he's in the bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, the fucking score is phenomenal in oh, this movie. Glad we agree on that. Um, however, the mo- and the movie does suffer... I did a little bit of research on this, and I found out that the movie ended up having the budget cut in half. Yeah. The fucking production schedule was cut in half. Like 52 days yeah. instead of uh, three months or whatever. So they were like, so they were they had their hands kind of tied. Mm-hmm. Like, originally, this movie was supposed to open with a Gulf War sequence. Oh, Jesus. That explains, like, he's a soldier, and this is why, you know, he's adept at what he does. Instead, they do that with really clunky, sloppy dialogue at, like, the very beginning of the movie. Yeah. Where it's, like, his retirement after a really Ooh. bad, like, undercover sting. Yeah. And his partner's like, to Frank Castle, the best soldier, the best <laughs> undercover op, yep. and the best friend I ever had. Check, check, check. Yeah, all those. Mm-hmm. Just in case, here's that clunky dialogue that's going to show, it's going to tell you everything you need to know. You know, and there's like four scenes rapid fire where yeah, that happens. That extends to, to the family, any of the, the scenes they have with the family. Because we all know what's coming. We know it's a revenge film. You've seen yeah. the trailer before you're coming into it. Even if you haven't, you know it's the Punisher. You know. Mm-hmm. He's going to exact revenge. What for? Well, when his wife is saying that, oh, we're blessed. We're blessed. We're so lucky. We're not lucky. Oh, my God, I love we're you. We're blessed. I'm so glad we're together hey, again. Let's, let's have, have another, another kid. kid. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All That's of exactly the things. what I thought, too. I was like, let's have another kid. And, and then, then he's <laughs> like, I got you something, Daddy. Yeah, when I grow up, I want to be just like... <laughs> You're not going to grow up. You're going to die well, in the next five minutes. Life is so incredibly good for all of us right now. <laughs> let's go have dinner with our nameless family our that no one gives a fuck about. Like, that's... One of my fucking problems with this movie is, like, the first half hour of this movie is a fucking waste of time. It's a little slow going. We don't need this. We don't need any of this. All we need to know, and they do it perfectly in the Punisher TV show, Mm -hmm. is, like, his fucking family, his wife and his kids get killed. And so he he turns into this fucking killing machine trying to find the person that did it. We don't need all this, like, Roy yeah. Scheider. Roy Scheider. Jaws is Roy Scheider. <laughs> Why is he here? He's in this movie for, like, five minutes. And I expect, when I saw him, I was like, okay, so maybe he's going to survive the massacre. He'll be he'll be badly wounded, right? Yeah. But he'll be, be able to give some sage advice right. to his... No. Nope. Nope. He's dead. Knife to the back. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a waste of fucking time. The, this movie should have opened up mm-hmm. with, like, him uh, with Rebecca Romaine in the garden at the apartment mm. with him pulling up oh. and like working on shit in the apartment and like going out and like somebody hunting them down and then him like finally like living with these people hmm. what i loved so, what i thought this movie did and i'm jumping ahead <laughs> but where this movie really thrived for me and was so interesting and engaging was that chemistry between him and Ben Foster and yep. John Panette and Rebecca Romaine as these four like unlikely friends like Mm -hmm. people that would come together but the relationship between them it felt 
so genuine and so so delightful to like see them together and interacting with each other. That's the relationship I want to see being built in this movie. And then in the course of that, like the relationship between he and Rebecca Romaine, and I know I'm not saying they need to get romantic. I'm glad they did. But like I am too. But like for her to kind of pull out of him like what happened. And that's where he could share like in my wife and kids were killed. You know, I hear what you're saying. I I definitely think at the very least, that first half hour should have been condensed into a montage. Yeah. Like, 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 let's pull an up and spend the first five, ten let's minutes. pull a Sorcerer's let's, Apprentice. Uh, <laughs> said no one You know what? Ever. You could have the narration by Roy Scheider. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got and then killed. And then I died. <laughs> but um, I, I think for, for a revenge movie, and this is the thing, I, I, I love a good revenge movie. Uh, Kill Bill is one of my favorite. It's probably my favorite Quentin Tarantino. Uh, that's hard to say because I like so many of them. But it's one of his strongest films. And I think when you're doing a revenge film, you have to have that set up. You have to see the pain. It has to feel real. So that later, when he's exacting his revenge, the comeuppance feels right. all that more satisfying. But all you're doing is padding time when you've got a bunch mm-hmm. of people who we don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't take the time to get to know who any of them are. They, but then people come in and just start shooting them. Mm-hmm. We didn't need 50 members of his family. I know when he said when they said the family, I thought maybe okay, immediate family, maybe mother, father, yeah, maybe a cousin or something. I mean, the fact that the, the it's fucking, like a family the reunion. Film, the creators of this film put a family reunion together <laughs> and then kill everybody, and that's the problem, man. Yeah. You cannot. We don't care if we don't get to know any of these people. Mm-hmm. There's really no engagement. We don't feel that loss. We feel that loss when it comes to her, the the wife and the kid. Oh yeah. You know, when they're they're getting chased and she can't drive a fucking truck to save her life. <laughs> Literally. Uh-huh. And uh and like they're on the pier and they get run down. Oh, that's like that's graphic. brutal. That's the only fucking thing exactly. in that whole sequence. That's the only death that you're like, oh damn. Mm-hmm. That's enough, man. Yeah. That's his wife and his child. Because he's not looking at pictures later on when he's thinking about of the bad things dad. that happened. Of his dad. It's not like the family reunion. Or his, or his mom. Who we don't even fucking know it's his mom. Like, I didn't remember that they were walking on the beach. and it, You know, like... Well, so, so, she he, gets he shot and somebody yells, goes, Mom! He, he does. Yeah. He looks out the window and goes, Mom? <laughs> I didn't know that was your fucking mom. I don't care at this point. Yeah. I do not care that you're trying to... T- that could have been... They could have had, like, five different shots of, like, him reacting in different ways. Well, there was... Aunt Lisa? <laughs> Margaret, Cousin Joey, <laughs> they had to up the. I felt like they they felt they had to up the ante so that uh, when when he when he does go rogue, that uh, you're you're along with that ride for him. But it's it's good enough, like you said, that the uh, the wife and the and the kid are taken. Yeah, and also when he is exacting his revenge, like it's almost like wh- the punishment that was done to him, he didn't quite. Do that in reverse. No. I was a little disappointed by the way that he's like. I mean, like it's the fucking Punisher. Yeah, like, I've I've seen the graphic novel okay. growing up. You know, I saw the Dolph Lundgren film. <laughs> oh, then you, you've <laughs> seen everything so, so you need to know. Pretty much seen the big two. Um, <laughs> and I'm expecting, you know, guns a blazing, like no mercy, like he he just fucking barrels in and he'll he will shoot you right. Yeah, not like teenage girl i'm gonna make him think I'm gonna that you like suit. her but she doesn't like him and i'm gonna i'm now he's like fucking a mission impossible secret agent yeah. with his fake fire hydrant oh yeah and he's setting up these convoluted well, the, he the, had the to, long con that he's he, setting up to to turn quentin uh to turn howard against quentin mm-hmm. and livia like yeah, th- the anticipation of how he thinks things would turn out is fucking yeah. uncanny. Also, like the wife, Olivia, right? Saint. Yeah. 
she's got a very rigid schedule that she keeps to on Thursdays on a weekly basis. On that, thir- uh, and apparently every day is Thursday. Every-, <laughs> every day in this movie is Thursday. Like we never see what happens on Monday. Well, that's how we know a week is Wednesday. Past. It's last Thursday. <laughs> it's, it's movie always nights. on Thursday. She loves her some movies, doesn't this she? This script is fucking sloppy and clunky uh, as shit. It's a little. And it There's wasn't bad that- dialogue. There's shit that like they keep trying to make like one-liners that just don't fucking work. Yeah. When the 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 mystical black man that oh, yeah. saves him in the water mm-hmm. is like vaya con Dios. And he's like go with God. I'm yeah. like okay. Everyone know. knows that means go with God. You're playing to the back of the room, <laughs> but then he like looks at the guy and he's like mm-hmm. God's gonna sit this one out. <laughs> and I'm like okay, cool. <laughs> that's uh, that's probably not as. Not as awesome as you wanted it. I feel to like sound. that's a line from one of the comics that they they were paying homage. Yeah, it seems like something he would have said, Frank Castle, in, in graphic novel form. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I don't know. Uh, but, but yeah, just like he doesn't. I don't. I'm not some, satisfied by oh, his revenge. I was going to give you another line. Go for it. Let's hear it. Where he, he he gets those two guys in the bank lobby. Yeah, and he's like, "Good business, murder. <laughs> does Howard Saint pay you for each kill, or does he get a group discount? Group discount. <laughs> and like like there's, I'm just like. Mm. That's you like know, a, like I really want you to be this badass Punisher, yeah, but that's like Lucas say, Lee from yeah, Scott Pilgrim. Exactly. I'm like, no, oh, that's not working the next for me. Click. It's gonna be me pulling <laughs> the trigger. Hey, buddy, good business, murder. Does <laughs> Howard Saint give you pay you by the kill, or do you get a group discount? <laughs> See, you know what? If Chris Evans had done this, yeah. it probably would have worked. There's your recast. He right knows there. how. To, he knows how to deliver that dialogue. Can't be Punisher over Amy Lee and Seether soundtracks. <laughs> Uh, no, I, okay, so I... I mm, You've got five pages this, of notes I here. Do, I have five pages of notes, and there's so many things that did that they did in this movie that frustrates the shit out of me, and it all, like, it reeks of having to kind of dumb it down and playing to the back of the room. Mm-hmm. Almost like, like like they also did some, uh, some test audiences for this, and they got the dumbest fucking people in the room... <laughs> Always. ...that had some fucking feedback. Like, the way the movie opens, where it's like, Tampa, pause... Florida. (laughs) (laughs) Like, who the fuck is not thinking immediately that it's Tampa, or that it's Florida when they see Tampa. Like, isn't that... Well, that's you've been Tampa, person? Wyoming. Because there's two of them. Because there's so much, there's yeah. so much water. You know, there's, there's a lakefront in, in Wyoming. <laughs> Palm trees, we all know that. <laughs> but it's like, Tampa, <laughs> dot, 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 Florida. Uh, you know, the, the fact that the Punisher is in Florida, that this whole thing takes place in Florida, the Punisher, and now I'm going to start getting, like, comic book geek on Uh-oh. you. The Punisher is a New York person that's like, right he is that is where his shit takes place it's gritty and he's and there's a reason exactly there's a reason because when the punisher was created that's when like new york was that yeah criminal cesspool pre-giuliani exactly and for them to like now they throw him in in tampa yeah and the fact is Bright you and colorful. know and you know they filmed it in fucking florida because it's got every guy that played a fucking henchman in bad boys <laughs> plays a henchman in this fucking <laughs> the movie. local actors oh yeah they got all the local actors oh, that's funny you've got Howard Saint, who's supposed to be our big bad villain, but what's he do? He fucking just he launders money. Yeah, he's a money launderer Played for by bad John guys. Travolta. Yeah, um, who's also like just full of shit dialogue in the in, and not scary as a villain. No, he's not. And I've seen John Travolta be menacing. Uh, I saw the little Facebook thread on your uh, on your page today where uh, we're going back with uh, oh yeah roles uh-huh. John Travolta menacing roles um, yeah this is not like in Broken Arrow fucking put uh, Battlefield Earth with Samantha Mathis above this oh that's right yeah oh, she gets around it's she like gets when, killed in a lot of she, movies well she didn't get she killed in Broken Arrow yeah but she, she Samantha Mathis was also in Super Mario Brothers 
Yeah, she, she yeah, was she's Princess, Princess Daisy. Peach. Daisy, she's that's Daisy right. Daisy in that one, dude. Forgot about that. Come on, man. Listen to our Super Mario Brothers episode. Super mm-hmm. Mario Brothers or it was, Super Mario? It was Super Mario Brothers. It was Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, because there were two of them. <laughs> Mario Mario and Luigi and Mario. And Luigi Mario. Right. Hey, um, so <laughs> Travolta's like in this fancy nightclub. It's his nightclub. Right. And like some dude, one of his henchmen's like, hey, I need to talk to you about something. And he's like, okay, Will Patton, go dance with my wife. Right. But then he sits there and like gets jealous. Watches you fucking sent them. him over I'm to like, do you, this. You sent him to fucking dance, and then he starts smoking this old man pipe. <laughs> I love that. He's Gandalf all of a sudden. <laughs> I know, right? What? what? Who's? Have you ever been in a dance club and some dudes at a table and he just pulls out a fucking a, an old yeah, Gandalf he's pipe? The most interesting man in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but not Howard Saint. No, not Howard Saint. He wasn't bad in this, but he did seem like he was phoning it in a little bit. He was inconsistent. Like the well, first scene he's in with the 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 um the the Cuban cartel guys. Yeah. The first scene he's in, he's like real cowardly and like, mm-hmm. oh no, hey, and like, you know, you could trust me. Then the second one, suddenly he finds his balls mm-hmm. and he's like, remember, I have more guns than you. Yeah, that's right. But we don't have it more doesn't. guns. What? Go find the Punisher. Like, there's never anything that's really threatening about this guy. Yeah. And I don't know if it's because everything feels very temporary about him anyway. <laughs> the fact that, like, his sons are played by the same actor. is Okay, thank you. I thought for a second I was like, he looks just like the other one. Yeah. Why? why? Is it for that reason? Because they wanted them to look alike? But then it was just confusing. Yeah. Because there's too many, like, henchmen and side characters. Like, there was nothing that set him apart. He just seemed like another one of the henchmen. Right. And there's... <laughs> There's no reason. Like, it's not like they set it up with dialogue. Like, your twin brother, That's your right. twin brother's been killed. No, just it's just it's his brother, mm-hmm. Bobby, Bobby Saint. <laughs> Are they really played by the same actor? Yeah, it's the same guy. <laughs> plays both of them. That's crazy for no reason. Yeah, that... and you've got the dude from Ocean's Eleven that's in this movie. Getting, Wait, who's the guy from Ocean's the, Eleven? The dude who's like, uh, wait a minute, you're supposed to be dead. Oh yes, yeah. um, Mickey. I believe is that character's Mickey. name, right? Yeah. Where he gets, guy. he gets uh, he gets tortured by with a, Frank with a popsicle with the popsicles, and I thought that was really clever. Real Frank Castle would have just started burning. I shit was off just him. gonna say you want to talk about out of character. He's called the Punisher, not the Tickler, like he, <laughs> the uh, French Tickler. The French. <laughs> <laughs> like you're absolutely right. He would just show no mercy. I was expecting more like a Liam Neeson's character from Taken, right? Where he gets the information he wants from the guy. He's tor- you know he's he's threatening to kill Puts him, nails in his legs, but and then, then just, starts electrocuting, just ends him. up killing him in the end. Yeah, because he's he's exacting his punishments. But I guess you need somebody on the inside who's able to like that guy was taking more risks than the fucking Punisher was. Oh, absolutely. Like he's got to be he's got to lie to John Travolta but face to face of Mean Girls. Like that's this dude is completely playing. Like yeah, he's like. Mr. Saint, how do I pay how, for this ticket? How, how do I pay for this ticket? I found it in the back of your wife's car. I, it says, um, says the Wyndham. Hey, wasn't she supposed to be at the movie? <laughs> Isn't Thursday her movie night? <laughs> Even he knows, right? Yeah. Uh, the, so it, he's a fun actor. I like watching that guy. Mm-hmm. I do think there was probably a point where he felt a little inadequate, where there's like shirtless Tom Jane, and then he has to be shirtless in the same <laughs> scene. Like, wait, wait, wait! Can I can I get tortured with my shirt on? Can I just have a a, a wife beater or something? <laughs> can I maybe a half shirt? Got to watch his moves <laughs> upside down. Moves. Hey, man! As as a guy who possesses some moves himself, <laughs> you respect respect. At least you the have moves. a chest. My chest is concave. <laughs> Uh, I look like uh, Captain America, but in the first The first part? In the very first part. I could do this all day. (laughs) Uh, So 
the stereotype that they put on all these guys, though, that play gangsters, yeah. sometimes can get borderline offensive. Like when the Punisher goes into Howard Saints Bay, where he sneaks in, like, and it's really elaborate the way he sneaks in after he reveals to everyone he's still alive. Yeah, why would you into, do that? I don't know. Why give dude? up the element of surprise. I don't know, because then it's no mystery who's hunting these people down. Also, it's I think it's kind of amazing that. Everybody knows who this person is. Yeah. Oh, you're Frank Castle. That uh, well, aren't you supposed to be he's, dead? He's the FBI agent that was killed gangland style. <laughs> That's what, yeah. The headline was uh, up a gangland style. <laughs> up a gangland style. Oh, 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 oh. Up a gangland style. Uh, so I had a problem because I didn't know for for a while there. I didn't know how much time had passed after Frank was shot. Where after he well, was beat up six they, months, they, right? They waste no time. Shooting his family without hesitation. Oh, yeah. Shooting his family. Mm-hmm. Then they get to him, and they spend about two minutes punching him. Sure. A bunch. Well, then they kind of shoot him, point, bra- point yes. blank, and still don't kill him. Nobody, several times he escapes death because uh, they don't know to go for the headshot. Yeah. Like, at the end when he's storming the, uh, sto- just storming the, ca- hey, storming the castle. Have right. fun storming the castle. He's, he's wearing a, a, a sleeveless... Vest, yeah, and everybody and can just... only aim for the vest. That one guy is like point blank range uh-huh. and is shooting him in the chest to it's, the side. Clearly, not. just shot him in the side. Clearly not working. No, yeah. go uh, for the head, guys. That that last sequence, mm-hmm. like that, has to be another piece of evidence that the fucking budget was cut because you've got John Travolta at one point is like, call everybody in, we're going hunting. Like a dozen people. Then like everybody shows up and he pulls out a case. He's like fifty thousand dollars for each of you. And an extra fifty thousand for the one that kills him. Enjoy, and then walks away, mm-hmm. and like everyone's having drinks. And that's where I mean. Also, in the Netflix TV show, Frank had a five million dollar bounty on his head. So a little more reasonable. It's a little more reasonable. Fifty grand, I'd be like, mm. I mean, like that's half a year. So, know. but they all get together. They all get these people all get together, and then they don't even go hunt him down. They're just hanging out drinking, and Frank comes it there comes to them. Him. It's the most anticlimactic fucking sequence. Yeah. Uh, the the movie again is at its best when he's with those neighbor characters when yes. he's in the apartment His family and that's the stuff that's pulled right from the Garth Ennis welcome back Frank storyline you know I did have an issue with that though because I felt like that progressed very quickly yeah uh, like if, if in a, in another world an alternate universe where you said we we tell the, his backstory in flashback or we condense it to uh-huh. five ten minutes up front and spend a little more time yes, developing these because characters. by the the fact that uh, what's his name Spacker Dave Spacker Dave is like getting all of his Ben Foster his piercings pulled out of him which yeah. is a really gruesome scene too but like I, maybe he's a better man than I am but if if you I met you, you a week ago. I mean, like, how well do they know the guy? But do you don't remember earlier, like a few minutes earlier? He yeah, like, he was like, nobody would ever do nobody that Nobody ever stood up for me before. No, I, I get it. I like it. It just needed one more layer of development. I needed one more scene where they're actually having a conversation together, I get where you. you see that Thomas Jane actually cares about them. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. He, but he, I, I he never breaks enjoy... through that barrier. Well, he does at the very at that very end where he tells Dave, he's like, yeah. you don't know me. You don't owe me anything. And Dave's like, your family. And the the fact that Frank like picks him up on his feet, yeah. and gives him kind of that look, and like tells him like get him to the hospital. I love that. I thought that was great. That sequence that ends up like leading to the the Russian. <laughs> oh yeah, WWE's Kevin Nash <laughs> playing the fucking right, which is a sequence straight out of Welcome Back, Frank. Is where it really he fights the the Russian? Now in the book, the Russian was very like. He he was very wordy. Like he talked the whole time while he's beating Frank. Well, this ass. guy says nothing, and uh, it's fun. His um. His introduction in the comic is like 
this special forces unit goes into this house where, uh, okay, so in Welcome Back, Frank. Welcome back. back Frank pisses off the mob that's run by Manucci and, uh, and ends up like leading everybody on a fucking chase through the uh, Central Park Zoo. Oh, fun. and so while they're they're hunting them through the Central Park Zoo, that's where the infamous I don't know, you've probably seen this uh you may have seen this panel somewhere where Frank Castle punches a polar bear. <laughs> yes, yeah, I know of that. That's what this is from. Oh, okay. Where they go, go into the zoo and he's hiding out in a polar bear cage <laughs> and the polar bear just looks at him all curiously and he punches the shit out of him. And so when the, the gangster right. comes up and thinks he has Frank by the balls, the polar bear fucking attacks him. Nice. Uh but he also gets like Manucci. And so Manucci still survives, but she's got no arms, no legs. And that's where she's like calling the, the, the Russian. Mm. And it flashes to this house in like Siberia. And a special forces unit is sneaking in. They're like, we got him. He's in there. And they like bust in. And the whole thing is like four panels that showed this the exterior of this house. And these guys go in. You see like the signs of battle. And then all of a sudden you just see like one special forces guy naked with a gun <gasps> tied around his neck running out the oh, door shit. and the fucking Russian coming out like answering the phone. He's like, duh, I could do that. Uh, and so, yeah, there's this fucking fight sequence, which again, the red and white shirt, the the blonde hair, everything is straight from Welcome Back, Frank. And that's where I felt like this movie succeeded when it was pulling from the source material mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and it did it fairly well where it was like, oh yeah, this is Spacker Dave, Bumpo, Joan, the the Russian, like this is shit that is from Welcome Back Frank. This is the stuff that I enjoy and I, I'm worried because I ended up having a discussion about this with a friend of mine, Chris, on Facebook where he said, I like to be able to separate my movies from the source material and I kind of agree with that. Like, I enjoyed Ready Player One. I thought that was great. Mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. it strayed from the source material. Agree. But, like, I really loved when this movie embraced it. Uh, and, and there were very few times where the movie tried to do its own thing where I liked it. It just it didn't work for me. But those relationships, like, that's in the book. The relationships are built beautifully, and I really wanted more of that. So how much of the, the plot that he has to exact his revenge where it's, he's he's faking the love triangle, he's making... Uh, uh, no. What, what's, what's John Travolta's name? Saint. Uh, Howard Saint. Howard Saint. Yeah. He doesn't look like a Howard. No, he doesn't. Howard? But I think they were, they were trying to give him, like, some kind of a weird Howard Hughes mm. oh, I kind get. of thing. That makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, I wish one of them was named Danny. <laughs> Danny, Danny Saint, Saint. Yeah. yeah, our buddy Danny Saint. He uh, he show. told me on Facebook that like that this was how he got his wrestling name, Danny Nichols. Mm. Uh, he got his wrestling name Saint from Howard Best Saint. Best guest host nominee from yeah. 2018. Danny's great. I got yeah. to see him a, a week or so back at a mutual friend had a, a birthday party for their kid, Aww. and they brought they brought their little boy out. Oh, it was great. I always feel bad because I listened back to uh, the Saving Silverman episode. Uh-huh. Is that yeah. what it was that he chose? Listen to our Saving Silverman episode from last year. Uh, and he really liked it. And then I talked about how like juvenile it was. I, <laughs> I felt like I was like, oh, I'm kind of insulting him personally because he, he's vouched for this film. It's okay. I think I it's, like all, it's all in good fun. Yeah, it's, I thought it's, so too. Art is subjective, man. We can't all like it. Well. Ask Trey the trio. <laughs> So the the way he exacts his revenge that he he makes uh, Howard Castle uh, Howard Saints I'm combining them now think that uh, his, Howard Cassell his wife is having <laughs> I'm a, here to announce this football <laughs> match for you uh, he makes him think his wife is having an affair with his his, his right hand man Quentin, Quentin Glass mm-hmm. but they call him Quentin Glass <laughs> this fucking movie vilifies women mm-hmm. and homosexuals. I know. I felt a little uncomfortable about that. But, yeah. But I see what they were going for. Like, it's the only it's the only way they could prove, not that he could have been bisexual, uh, that 
or the only answer that uh, John Travolta's character would accept exactly at the end, where he that he was like, oh, he wasn't really having kissing another man, yeah, an affair with my wife. Uh, But but that whole love triangle, that that plot, that that's how Frank Castle is that what he like? Is that from a comic book as well? Frank Castle is the kind of guy he just goes in guns a blazing. Fucking a man, I know. So it seems very weird that he would like. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plant these clues, and, and I'm going to um, plan this out a week in advance, mm-hmm. and I'm going to... Uh, yeah. No, if, if you want you want a good representation of how the Punisher is, what his approach is... I mean, th- I'm going to say this. That fucking Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie at least got his methods correct. Mm-hmm. The way he just goes in, guns a-blazing. That's pretty much it. Like, he doesn't come up with these weird plots, like Game of Thrones plots, where it's like, <laughs> how am I going to turn this person yeah. against this person? Because honestly, in the end, what does it fucking matter? Like, if you've... I get it. If you've turned Howard Saint against his wife and his best friend and made him kill them, and then reveal that to him, and he has to live with that, that's punishment. But you're just going to... But now you're just you're tying his leg <laughs> to, to a, a fucking car. How hilarious was that? That was so dumb. It was kind of awkward, and I think made even more... Um, Funny because of John Travolta's uh, his screaming as he's been, <laughs> <laughs> yeah as oh, yeah. what's clearly not him mm-hmm. it was a dummy or, or stunt double being dragged oh, yeah. through very slowly mind this wasn't even like uh, going on in a blaze of glory this was like yeah. <laughs> Uh huh. Death by chocolate. And then the fact that they do that overhead shot and it's a skull and uh, flames. No, like Jesus, this dude, doesn't we have were, to be Batman. We were lousy with that with Batman mm-hmm. with the crow. crow. Like everything was in a crow shape and yeah. fucking Batman, the Punisher. Like it, it, you don't need all that. It's cool. What I didn't realize until watching the movie this time is that Howard Saint's fucking high end high society club was right across the street from a shitty fucking used car dealership <laughs> that was his. It was Saint Motors. Oh, I didn't even notice that. That they never even fucking touch on. But uh, but did you think that maybe the Cuban gangsters were going to come back into play at some point I in this th- movie? I thought that's how he was going to get killed. Like, you know... That he was going to somehow get the Cuban gangsters were going to turn on Howard Saint. Or that. That would have been fun, too. Yeah. 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 How did, how oh, no, did... no, no, no. Oh, yeah, on Howard Saint. See, I'm getting the characters confused. <laughs> Yeah, that's exactly what I, I thought was going to happen. That would have been a nice comeuppance. And that way he doesn't have to... And it would... Even if you don't agree with the way he's exacting his revenge, at uh-huh. least it would have played into that. That he made everybody, he turned everybody on each other. Yeah. Um. By uh. By pulling some strings in the mm-hmm. background. Yeah. But uh, that's not Punisher. So, part of this plan of his it revolves around Livia's earrings, which apparently she never wears. She only <laughs> yeah. wore once when Howard gave them to her, and then they had sex on the front porch. Yes. I guess. Like she just takes off her dress and like <laughs> yeah. I'm like what? And you're on the front porch fade to black right uh, that's just palatial estate I can do whatever he wants <laughs> but like she never wears them keeps them in the box in her purse keeps her purse in her car that's right on the street outside just, of a fucking movie theater just on the front seat you know so anybody can uh, hijack your car right break in and steal your belongings but the fact that like Frank would call he'd use the car phone to call Quentin knowing somehow that Howard Sane be like get me the fucking phone records. Let me see when they've called each other. Like, this is way too much yeah. forethought. A lot of his plan is dependent on these things going exactly right. That's what I'm saying. It seems more like a Mission Impossible type scam than it does uh, just a dude coming in guns blazing. Yeah. Isn't that disappointing. Uh, so that last sequence, uh, if you have something else that you want to talk about, I, I just want to kind of go back to that last huh. bite fight sequence. Yeah. Uh, not only these guys' bad shots where they're shooting him in the chest, but like 
their bullets obviously suck because at one point Frank <laughs> takes cover behind a beanbag chair. <laughs> Did you see that? The fucking beanbag. He just sits behind a fucking beanbag chair. It was a steel enforced beanbag chair. Though. <laughs> Very like uncomfortable, it's, but uh, it's not going to stop anything. But there's dodging bullets. There's a little bit of a, a, a probably a okay a subtle homage to the to Mad Max, mm. where uh, Howard Saint's son is in the the office or whatever. And he's making him hold the mine. He's like, you look like a strong kid. Oh, yeah. You know, ballistic mine weighs about eight pounds. It's probably nothing for you, but with an outstretched arm, you know, uh, how, how long? How long can you hold it up? Uh, I thought that was kind of, that was That's nice something touch. he would have done. That's something Frank would have done. Exactly. The, uh, the, the mine uh, that was on the boat when they were taking the money, they were laundering yeah, the money yeah. and shit, and the kid's like, what the fuck is this? And, oh, shit, it's, you know, it's one of these mines, too. We see the same thing happen when the guy's got the, the champagne. That's uh, right, he and, pulls it out of the thing and yeah. explodes So everywhere. we get some use out of that. That's mm-hmm. some stuff that Frank would have done. Yeah, I agree. Um, but, yeah, like, this movie was not a place where Tom Jane got to shine. And that's coming from the guy that interviewed a very... <laughs> <laughs> altered, a, a very altered, like mm-hmm. spaced out fucking Tom Jane. Yeah, w- when you tell me those stories and then I'm watching this, it's hard for me to reconcile that that's the same person because yeah. I, I don't know. I did like him as the Punisher in this, and obviously he's he's got potential. Um, I, I got potential. Sure, we'll, we'll touch on the uh, the short film that you showed me earlier, um, but I don't think there's anything wrong with Thomas Jane. I, I think the tone was off. For, for one thing. Like you well, said, there, there are two different movies going on. Exactly, here. it does. It feels like they handed the an, the other half of the film to another director, because all the yeah. stuff that works with the the family, there's some some kind of slapstick comedy going on here. Uh-huh. Um, but then it does not jive well with the uh, just the, the the torture that he goes through up front. Yeah, well, the torture that he goes through up front. And the stuff that he does with Howard Saint, yeah, like all that, seems like it belongs in a whole other movie. Exactly. Then you've got the shit that's going on in the apartment, and I'm like, this is where it's strongest. That's where you want, yeah. Yeah. But the Russian shows, I do love that fight with the Russian. Oh my god, it's a really nicely done scene. It reminds me of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark when he's uh-huh. fighting the shirtless guy at the end on top of the plane. Oh yeah, because he's he's clearly outmuscled. And uh, he kind of has to. Well, and the fact that you've got the opera going on, the opera music going on in the other apartment, and they're like dancing and stuff. And you've got Ben Foster, who's in front of the window, doesn't see what's going on, doesn't see what's going on. Then just as they're going out of sight, he turns and looks (laughs) out the window. It's kind of funny. It teases you. And it's it's nice, like, because you got so much stuff going on. Dude, Rebecca Romaine, not a bad actress. I was was prepared to be unimpressed. Yeah. And I was like, okay. She has um, dissolved into this world. Like, uh-huh. I, I believe it. I yeah. believe uh, her character. And again, glad they didn't try to, like, hook them up. I'm sure that would have been in a sequel. Right. But for now, like, eh, he's still exacting revenge on his dead wife. It's tough, like, to, it's tough to hook somebody up. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that with all the Punisher movies. It's tough to hook, to hook him up with people because his motivation relies so heavily on, I'll never get over the loss of my wife but and kids. That's not going to stop us from casting a hot blonde. I know, right? In, role. in fact, there's like two two Punisher movies where they cast a hot mm-hmm, blonde against mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. Uh, what did you think of Harry Heck? Okay, so that was, uh, I'm assuming, another character from the comic book. Uh, yeah. Because it seemed like one of these kind of supervillains that uh, he has to face down. And that's when the movie's at its strongest. When we've got the Russian, we've got Harry Heck. Harry Heck Thornton, I guess, is right, is his actual name. Yeah. Which, and they changed it because they thought people would be confused with Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah. Uh, so he's just Harry Heck in this, but shows up in the diner while uh, Punisher's eating, 
and just pulls out this guitar, which I like the way they did that with the, the, the tension, building the tension. Oh, you yeah. you think he might have like a Desperado-style gun uh-huh. inside of that. It's uh, just a guitar, no, man. just guitar. But then <laughs> proceeds to sing a little ditty about uh, what's going to happen to uh, Frank Castle. Yeah. And how he's going to die alone and uh, the end. You like that? Packs up his guitar leaves. I wrote it for you. I wrote it for you. Going to sing it at your funeral. Like, damn, man. That's, that's some cold it's shit a, right there. It's a threat. There. Yeah. Uh, I, I liked it. And just like you said, like, that's that's fun, and I almost wish that, I almost wish that there was more of him. That maybe there was a little more of a cat and mouse between him and Harry right. Heck throughout the course of this movie. Yeah, because the minute they set that up, then we're going right into the car chase scene uh-huh. where he's offed. Yeah, the same thing with the Russian by the ballistic knife, which yeah. is that's from the Punisher comic. The, yeah. pun, the ballistic knife. Oh, like yeah, it. dude, there's so much good stuff in the Garth Ennis Punisher run, the Marvel Knights Punisher run. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the Confederacy of Dunces storyline where Daredevil tries to bring Frank in uh, because he can't allow him to keep killing in the city, mm. and he brings in Spider-Man and Wolverine to help him out. I've, I've seen some of that. But what they, don't, what they don't know is that Frank has kidnapped Bruce Banner and ends oh, up no. turning the Hulk on these three. Oh, no. Dude, there's so much good stuff. Uh, apparently, Garth Ennis is not a big Wolverine fan, doesn't like how popular he is. Hmm. So whenever Wolverine showed up in the, the Punisher comics, he has just made Frank's total bitch. Oh, really? Like, all the fucking time. Uh, but there's one where, and this is right before he uh, he captures Bruce Banner, where Spider-Man is up on, the, uh, up on a rooftop, and the Hulk attacks, and Punisher fucking uses Spider-Man as a human it's shield. A shield. <laughs> I think we've talked about this before. And, like, Spider-Man starts to wake up after the fight's over, and he's like, what happened? And Punisher's like, we had a team up. You were fantastic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But uh, you know what? For everything funny, there's also a reverence because Garth Ennis obviously loves the Daredevil character. Mm. Uh, he likes Matt Murdock. And I think it was in this Punisher run. Maybe it was in a different book. Maybe it was in the Daredevil book. But there's a point where uh, the Punisher has this total respect for Matt Murdock. Same way he does for Captain America, for uh, for Steve Rogers. But uh, Daredevil or, or um, Matt Murdock gets convicted and sent to prison. Mm. Punisher fucking turns himself in. He so he can go to prison, and he ends up like protecting Matt on the inside. Oh, that's cool! It's oh, so fucking awesome. Oh, like he that. sees people fucking with Matt Murdock, and he ends up getting like a plastic spoon from the from the uh, oh, no. from the cafeteria, cafeteria, puts it backwards in his hand, and just like slams <sighs> it into people's. Head. Dude, he's brutal, but he's got a code, and that's what yes, I liked about it. Me too. And one of my problems is that we don't quite get that in this movie. Like the Punisher. Would not have killed women or children, mm. even if a even if a kid like turns a gun on him, he would have probably had some hesitation. If a woman like he would not let a woman be murdered, hmm. and they try to fix that by letting him know the Mickey character saying like killing your family that was her call. Yeah, yeah, they set her up as the villain. She I hated called the that. Shot. I hated that from the beginning when she called it, and she's like, "His whole family, kill them." I didn't like that. Because it neuters Howard Saint a little bit, Well, it neuters Howard Saint a little bit, and it also causes the character to break the code. Like, Mm. there are certain rules that make a character what a character is. And one of those things with Frank Castle is family. Like, spoiler alert, if you're watching the new Punisher show, uh, the new season, don't listen. Maybe skip ahead about four minutes. Uh, But Four minutes? Jesus. Now, I'm just going to go through it real quick. (laughs) Okay. So, uh... So in this final part of, it's like the final episode of this second season Mm -hmm. where the Punisher's been chased down by this guy named John. uh, And he's trying to kill the Punisher, trying to kill the little girl that Punisher's trying to protect. 
And Punisher's beating the shit out of him. And we find out that this John character has been hired by this family uh, in this, like, commune. He lived in this commune with his wife. I guess she was their daughter. Um, and so there's some some damning evidence that this little girl has on their son, who's a senator. Through the course of the season, I'm really trying to condense this real quick. Through the course of the season, Punisher finds her. He's protecting her. And this hitman's trying to get them so that way he can get back home to his family. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, so that's when Frank is beating the shit out of him, finds out like his wife died. She was sick and died. Only it's his sons with these people now. Mm-hmm. And he says, he's like, I've got two boys and I'm just, they've got them. I just want to get back to them. And the Punisher's like, what? He's like, I just want to get, I want to get back to my boys. Come to find out like he ends up showing this guy mercy huh. and gets his kids back for him. Like that's the code that Frank Castle and yep. the Punisher lives by. So when you have him allowing Howard Saint to get so filled with rage that he's going to bring <laughs> his wife to a fucking overpass. Throws I mean, her. He first tells her, he's like, yeah, remember this place is a little Cuba. It used to be beautiful, a little more colorful. Now it's just a place for whores. You'll fit right in here. <laughs> okay. Like, Cool, like uh, you're gonna just leave her on the street. Mm-hmm. No, then he gets pissed off, looks, makes her look at the ring, and then picks her up and throws her yes. off the fucking overpass and is, as onto if, a train track. Yeah, I was gonna say, as if that isn't bad enough. Then we get to see the train just like as in, from an overhead shot as it yeah. barrels over. A little graphic, a little graphic, a little like unnecessary. It's <laughs> mean. This movie is mean that towards it, women and children, and also the uh, the Quentin character. I know they've done bad things. I know, but the, the it really is like a Three's Company style misunderstanding is what what brings yeah. Howard Saint to to kill him. Yeah. And that scene where he's like stabbing him, man. Not since like Saving Private Ryan has there been a more set, uh, tense. Well, scene where somebody's close up getting stabbed in the heart. And that's more to the credit. Uh, while I do enjoy the monologue that Travolta gives at that point, talking about yeah, Jim Bowie. Uh-huh, me too. He's like, the problem is you have too much furniture. <laughs> uh, but I think that whole scene really rests firmly on the shoulders of Will Patton, who oh, it's performs so it really well. Yeah. Um, he's like, why are you doing this? Yeah, you're, you're, you're Howard, killing what are you me. Doing? Yeah. And I like the way he's playing. Like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Like, yeah. He plays it so well that he doesn't understand. He doesn't see where the dots are being connected. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he does it really well. Some actors play a scene, but you can almost feel like they know what the motivation is of the right. other character. Yeah, well, that guy's great. So I, I dig it. Yeah, man. He's I have yet to see him in a role that I didn't enjoy. Like uh, he's, I agree. He's pretty good. Um, but uh, getting back to bad dialogue, it's almost like fucking Schwarzenegger from Batman and Robin <gasps> wrote Travolta's dialogue at the end where she's like, Hey, uh, the son asked Howard Sane. He's like, uh, "Where's uh, Where's Quentin?" Oh, right. He's, he's wrapped up right now. <laughs> wrapped up in something. Because he was wrapped up in a carpet, <laughs> the right. dead body. He's like, "Yeah, but where's mom? She's... She left. She took a train. Took a train. <laughs> like two of those rapid <laughs> fire. <laughs> right. <laughs> so fucking bad. So you were comparing this with the comic book or graphic novel? Yeah. Um, you know the, the comparisons. Was there a scene where, and there must have been in, in one of the runs, where he writes these proclamations where he's got these three things, right? Yes. Number one. Number one. And it's so funny because he says, number one, da-da-da-da-da-da, when, when justice doesn't work, right. uh, prepare for war or whatever. Yeah. And then it goes into that whole like 20-minute sequence <laughs> where Howard kills Quentin, yes. Howard kills His Libya. His wife? Then he goes back to the club. Back. 
Then it comes back to the Punisher going, number, number two. two. I was like, that is way too long. Oh, sh- way I, too long. I forgot long. he was making a list. I did like, too. Oh, shit, number two. Okay, here we and go. And like three comes pretty rapid like, fire really, after that. Really, you couldn't have saved that number one until afterwards? Like right. That would have been a nice uh, uh, button, a period to uh-huh. put on the events, the preceding events. Right. He's killing all his, his best friend and his wife. I did enjoy that he was handwriting it, though. Like sitting at a table after getting his Dear ass diary. beat and getting like his arm like sewn up and he's right handwriting. I'm like, you know, this probably would have been a little more cinematic if they put it on a typewriter and we could see like the the keystrokes hitting mm-hmm. the paper and stuff. Yeah, that's a little more cinematic than just as he's seeing hunting and pecking. <laughs> he doesn't know QWERTY. Man, but they tear up that fucking apartment. I wonder if they're going to let the superintendent know, the property manager know yeah, of that right. building, like. Hey, uh, you might want to get in here with some drywall. <laughs> also, at the bottom of those stairs, like so many people died. <laughs> Have to keep. I can. I can imagine the janitor coming back every night. Going, God damn it! I just cleaned up a dead body yesterday. Yeah. Well, Frank pulls a fucking Elijah Wood from uh, the body, or not the body. What is it called? The the movie about the breakable? No, Elijah Wood. <laughs> well, I thought you meant Elijah Glass. No, <laughs> got glass oh on the brain. God. Mm. The faculty, where he has the paper cutter, he pulls the paper cutter thing off. Off the thing, yeah, what a great idea for a weapon. I'm going to use that the next time I'm trapped in a high school, being chased (laughs) down by a Russian. Or if there's a hitman in the fucking, in the hallway of your apartment, who doesn't hear the elevator in your fucking apartment (laughs) coming. Because I'm sure that thing isn't quiet. Mm -mm. But yeah, dude, that guy gets that fucking paper cutter in the head. Uh, so uh, I guess it's no it's no mystery mm-mm. that you preferred this one over the Dolph. Lundgren. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I can't say that I would watch it again, um, but I'm not sad that I watched it. There's there's enough going on here, I think, to uh, save it. Uh-huh. Uh, and if you go to Rotten Tomatoes, I think the uh, most people agree with them. The critics gave it a 29, percent which I I think is a little inconscionable. Yeah, like that's or is it unconscionable? Unconscionable. unconscionable. Uh, it's not 29. percent it's 50-60. Audience says it is 63, so it's technically fresh. I think that's that feels about right to me. Not to you, huh? No, mm. no. I di- well, you have the TV show to compare I, I, to. Well, huh? I have the TV show, and I have the mm. third Punisher movie, Punisher Warzone, that oh, I, yeah. I compare this to, which we'll eventually get to on this oh, podcast. Jesus. Well, why not? Let's just do, do all we'll do Punishers. all of them. Why right. not? Um, which, it has some definite problems, but I do think they got the character of the Punisher right in yeah. that one. Um, Tell me about this short film then. Oh, I'm sorry, we dude. No, you let I made you watch it before we got started here because yeah. I sent you the link to it yesterday. Yes, I was like, dude, when you finish watching The Punisher, watch this short film starring Tom Jane called Dirty Laundry. And uh, what that? I make my living on the evening news. Just give me something. Something I can use. People love it when you lose. They love dirty laundry. Dude, can I tell you how much I hate the Eagles? Fucking, I fucking, hate the fucking Eagles. Dude, that is one man. thing me and the dude have fucking in common. I hate the fucking Eagles. Well, then avert your gaze from my uh, uh, record collection over Get there. Get the fuck out of here, Lebowski. <laughs> the greatest hit. To be. Hey, they have a lot of good songs. Right? Come on. <laughs> uh, not from not, dude. I do not like the Eagles. All right. Not a fucking fan. Agree to disagree. Uh, graduate of North Texas, man. <laughs> That's right. Don Henley. That's right. Uh, yeah, I guess. But yeah, Dirty Laundry. Dirty Laundry was uh, kind of a love letter to Punisher fans, but it wasn't advertised as a Punisher film. Guerrilla marketing. Like people were just like, "Hey, man, check out this this short film that Tom Jane did called Dirty Laundry," and uh, and what this almost feels like. Do you remember when they did the, uh, Ryan Reynolds did this weird short film of Deadpool? Oh yeah. Before they made the Deadpool movie, in order to get cast, in yeah. order to get cast, they made this Deadpool short. 
That's kind of what this ended up being, but it wasn't out there like that this was a Punisher movie. So I'm watching this thing, watching it, and it's like, oh, okay, this feels like maybe it's kind of an unofficial Punisher movie. Mm-hmm. Like, un- But then like at the very end, yeah. there's that like Mean Joe Green kind of moment where the kid's <laughs> like, just, hey, hey, you got this shirt, and he opens it up, and it's the Punisher skull. Yeah. But it's... Re- Dude, I just... I could talk about it forever, but you just watched it. So why don't you tell me what you thought? It does. It's interesting that it came out, what do we say, 2012? We think it it was released. uh, So, you know... Eight years after this movie, and um, four years after the yeah. the, uh, the the no, is, this, is that a sequel? That's a reboot, right? It's, that two thousand. Well, it was version? yeah, it's a reboot. It was supposed to be a sequel. Yeah, uh, but yeah, it's it's more of a reboot. Different characters and everything, or yeah. actors. Yeah. Um, I love the way it was shot. I, I love what they were doing with it. Um, you know, it's it's not that deep, but it read like a uh, a comic book. I felt like it it presented Tom Jane as the Punisher in a much more uh, pure way. Yeah, like much more true to the comics of like what Frank Castle is, like he he definitely doesn't want to get involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't want to get involved. He he doesn't believe in like I need to get in the middle of everything. Mm-hmm. But when shit finally hits the fan, like oh, and he God. feels like he needs to do something, he definitely does. I love the there's um there's this cool cameo, and I don't know if I want to give away. Oh, uh, who I didn't it is. Like it. if you haven't seen it. Yeah, the, the guy who runs oh, the liquor store. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah, you can give it away, right? Ron Perlman. You gave away, like, this, this guy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the series season two. Ron Perlman plays the uh, the proprietor of this uh, of this liquor store, mm-hmm. and he has a cool moment with Tom Jane, who, like, is watching this shit go down. These thugs are beating up, like, a woman, uh, a, yeah. a hooker on the mm-hmm. street, uh, also roughing up a little kid. And Tom Jane comes out, and he kind of, you know, this guy's like, what the fuck you want? Get the fuck out of here. So Tom Jane goes across the street into mm-hmm. this liquor store, gets a bottle of Yoo-Hoo, and he's just like has this conversation with Ron Perlman, and Ron Perlman's like, "Fucking savages, man! Yeah. You know, my it makes you want to do something. I did something once, you know, and I." He's like, "I did three tours, not a scratch on me. Come here, try to get involved. Look at me now. I'm yeah. stuck in this chair. Yeah." And uh, and so Tom Jane's like, "Give me a bottle of Jack," and you know, ends up beating the fuck out of these people. Yeah. But the greatest thing is like he does this. He has this quick question. He asks the main bad guy, breaks his legs, breaks his arm. Guy can't fight back. He's just laying there. Covers him in fucking whiskey. And uh, he's like, do you know the difference between justice and punishment? Yeah. Or vengeance and punishment? And he just open. He turns and gets this lighter, sets the lighter down on the street, and the woman that this guy beats up yeah. earlier in the show comes back. And she's beat up, and she picks up the lighter and throws it down yeah. while he's sitting back in the in the laundry. You see that shot of the, the ball of flame in the background? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should clarify, this is not in the 2004 Punisher. It's not in the 2004 so... Punisher, which it should have been. This is yeah. this is the way the Punisher is supposed to be. This is the Punisher that would have taken the fucking torch to Mickey instead of putting a fucking a ice pop. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so that's the Punisher that I want to see, you know? this. The, but I guess you need to kind of get to that point. I guess Tom Jane, maybe he wouldn't have played it as well then as he does now. I don't know, but that just in those 10 minutes... It's a much more satisfying Punisher experience than two hours yeah. of this film. Easy to do that in a short film, though, when you don't have to get into an intricate story. You can just tell a, a little chapter yeah. um, instead of uh, Mean Girls, the Punisher. <laughs> Did you see, um, y- you've seen the book, the, uh, the William Shakespeare Star Wars and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know he's now releasing, I think next month, Much Ado About Mean Girls. No, and it's a Shakespearean oh, Mean that's Girls. Great, yeah, that's. Oh, I'd be... love to see that. Ian Dosher, man. If I read, if it wasn't for him, man, I probably wouldn't be married and have a kid. Why? 
I did the uh, when I did that play in 2013. I did oh, Werewolf. Yeah. I first met Sarah. She was in it, Aww. and I had heard she was going to have to go to the the shop to have her car worked on. And I was like, well, that's probably going to be boring for her. So I was like, here, read this. It'll give you something no to way. do. And it was William Shakespeare's Star Wars. Oh. And so when Ian Dosher came into town uh, for a book signing, uh, we, I, Sarah and I had just had Harper probably about a year before. Oh. And we, I, I had written him ahead of time. and was like, hey, da-da-da-da, told him all about this. He's like, dude. Please, I would love for you guys to come down. I'd love to meet your little girl. No, that's awesome. Uh, and so we went, we met him, and he was like, oh, it's such a great, it's so great to meet you. He wrote in the book, he's like, I'm so glad I'm the reason you guys got together. Uh, and it was it was really awesome. Uh, and he was like, let me hold that baby. Uh, so we got a picture of him holding holding Harper. And then he and, ran with her. And they right? ran, yeah. yeah. Uh, it, was, it was really cool. But that's beside the point. That's awesome. We're off topic. What did the Punisher do right? Oh, my goodness. Um, I could go first. Why don't you go first? All right. Uh, I thought the relationship between Joan, Dave, Bumpo, yep. and Frank. I knew that's what you'd say. I think that's what this movie did right. Every time it stuck to the Garth in his source material, mm-hmm. it fucking shines. I wish they had spent more time developing them, slowly peeling back the backstory of Frank instead of just wasting a fucking half hour with mm-hmm. Frank and nameless family members. Yeah. Like, it's not necessary. Instead, engage us from the beginning, this nameless stranger who's in this apartment complex. Uh, you know, you you could start you start it with Joan, Bumpo, and Dave, and this new guy who lives down the hall. Who the fuck is this guy? What's his name? Castle. Next week on Castle. But wait, that was that that was that show about the writer. Oh yeah, there actually is a castle starring Nathan Philly. So so no, I I felt like they could have done that, and it would have been a much more compelling film. Instead. When it strays, it flounders, and it strays quite a bit. Yeah. Well, if we're talking about what it did right, uh, I have to say the action sequences. Yeah. We've got there's some really competent action uh, sequences here, Agreed. both both from the choreography and the cinematography. Uh, the, the fight with the Russian, which is very epic, and and I love it's kind of got that Indiana Jones feel. You never feel like he's a superhero. Yeah. That's a distinction this film makes. It's not a superhero movie, even though it's a comic book movie. Yeah. Um, he's he's always kind of struggling, and it's not until that last strike you don't know what's going to happen. Same thing with the uh, who's the guy who plays the guitar and comes in. That's a great when, chase scene. When he throws the grenade out the bathroom door. And, and he knocks it baseball and he style. baseball style. And he's like, oh, shit. <laughs> he has to get into the tub to avoid the uh, the explosion. Yeah, little moments like that. Um, and, you know, even the, the big storming of the castle at the end. Yeah. Uh, isn't all that bad until you get to Judge Rolt being dragged slowly behind that car. Who the fuck? Like, ser- there's so many things with Travolta in this movie that I'm like, who thought that was a good idea? Yeah. The hair. Who thought that was a good idea? <laughs> That's just Travolta's hair. Uh, what did the Punisher do wrong? Yeah, I I thought the tone was uneven because yeah. you've, you've got this comic relief in the form of, uh, what's his name? Slacker? Spacker? Spacker, Dave. Spacker and, uh, and Bumpo. Uh, and there are some moments of levity. And I'm not saying that they don't fit the tone. I, I, I think those are the parts of the film that work the most. Yeah. When you And even that fight with the Russian. It's funny. There uh-huh. are some funny moments in it. Um, even at the very end, he finally beats him, and then he just like falls down. Passes oh out. my god! Um, but <laughs> the, the you know the first half hour where we have to set up why he's exacting revenge and yeah. seeing his entire family get gunned down, and then the end, which seems very mean spirited and, yes. and unpunisher like. Uh-huh. Um, two two tones in this film. Tommy Two Tone, the tale of two tones. <laughs> uh, I uh, what, what was our reviewer's name? Trio. Tra- Trey, Trey is trio. Trey is trio, and Tommy Two Tone. Uh, 
what I thought the Punisher did wrong, mm-hmm. wasting a half hour with Frank's yeah. nameless fucking family before they get gunned <laughs> down. Like, it just, it, it frustrates me because I'm like, man, that's so much time we could have dedicated to something else. Yeah. Like, where you read the interviews and you find out Jonathan Hensley, like, lamented the fact that he didn't get the time to put in that, like, Gulf War sequence. And I'm like, you don't need it. Yeah. You don't fucking need it. You've got the things that work are these fucking four people together. And had you been able to put another half hour into developing them, yes, focus. it would have been so fucking great. Apparently the original cut was like a three hour long cut. So it's uh, well, like, what was in this film that we're not seeing now? There is an uncut version of the DVD. Mm. Uh, and, Bigger, longer, and well, uncut. It shows, yeah, South Park. <laughs> uh, and you find out that the, the, the police officer that he was partners with, Weeks, Jimmy Weeks, mm-hmm. Is actually the one that gave up Frank Castle. Ah, of course. Yeah. And they cut that out of the uh, of the theatrical cut. Mm. Uh, all right. So if we were going to remake The Punisher mm-hmm. 2004, uh, how would we do that? It looks like I've got nine characters here, Six, and eight. my bottom of the ten. list. I think I have ten. All right. Did you do his wife and child? Uh, I did not do his wife and child. Oh, okay. I didn't. Did you? I did. Oh. Uh, just because she kind of shows up there at the end uh-huh. again. I went with uh, Leslie Mann. That's from a forty-year-old version, that kind of, not forty-year-old version. Yeah, she was in forty-year-old version. That's right. That's right. Yeah, let's get some fucking French. This toast. is forty. Is what I'm thinking. Of. <laughs> I like her. She's good. Age appropriate. Uh, I'm trying to see who I have that you probably didn't recast. Mm-hmm. I recast Harry Heck. I did not do him or okay. the Russian. Uh, oh, and I did the Russian. There you go. All right, let's get to that. So I've got three characters or three actors in this movie that don't fit my theme, but I kind of have a theme going on. All right, and uh, I'm going to start with my Harry Heck. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is not part of the theme, uh, played by Joaquin Phoenix, who Ooh. played Johnny Cash. There you go. Oh, yeah. that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you didn't cast the Russian? Didn't do the Russian. Um, Dolph Lundgren, there you go. No, I cast Nathan Jones. <laughs> oh, for, uh, wait, who's that? Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Uh, yes, there you go. The big, I had a brother. Yeah. I had a little brother, oh, and he was perfect in every way. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. Yep. All right. So, who do you have on the bottom? Uh, I went up to Mickey. Do you have Mickey? The the, the I do. Guy who rats out. Yes. Mm-hmm. My Mickey. Mm-hmm. Probably a little bit different. Not quite type, but part of my theme. Mickey Rooney is going to be Stephen Merchant. Refresh my memory. Stephen Merchant. He did a lot of the. Uh, he just worked with. Uh, uh, Looking it up. He's God. He's Stephen with a PH. Yeah, Stephen with a PH. Thought so. Like I'm totally blanking on what he was on extras with uh, Ricky Gervais. Um, he was in Life's Too Short with Ricky Gervais. Oh, I love that guy. Okay. Yeah. I don't uh, want to say what else he's done, but now see. you're looking at it. But uh, that's Logan. Gonna, he was in Logan at the very beginning. going to give away part of my theme. Oh. <laughs> I mean. I no. Oh, but now you got to figure out because I'm actually melding two things. Okay. All right. Two things that are both alike in dignity mm. in Fair Verona where we lay our scene. <laughs> oh, God. Where ancient grudge breaks to new mutiny. Hmm. Uh, all that stuff. In backwards. Uh, all right. So who is your Mickey? Uh, I went with uh, Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse Eisenberg. Mm, sniveling right. dude. That's pretty good. Uh, all right. Who do you have next? I got Spacker Dave and Bumpo. Spacker Dave and Bumpo. Got a duo for that. Uh, all right. Do you... Uh, so you talked about Logan. I did. Sorry. The guy who plays one of the villains, uh-huh. Boyd Holbrook. He plays yep. one of the guys that hunting. he's hunting the little girl down. Yep. Yeah, that's going to be my Spacker Dave. <laughs> oh, interesting. he kind of looks a little bit like um, yeah. uh, Ben Foster. Put some nose rings and lip piercings. Dude, I'll tell you what, man. As Ooh. much bullshit as I thought this movie was, yeah. 
That fucking That's hard. pulling the piercing scene is still super fucking tense. I was like, squirming. So cringeworthy. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, I don't like pain. Turns out Boyd Holbrook would be my spacker, Dave. I like it. And my bumpo, Josh Gad. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh. Uh, hmm. Is he one of the ones who doesn't fit? What? No. Yeah, he doesn't fit the thing. Yeah, okay, there you Josh go. Josh Gad doesn't that fit. That makes sense. I went with uh, Tucker and Dale. How about Tyler Labine nice. and Alan Tudyk? Oh, dude. Yeah, that'd be fun, right? Oh, yeah. Got Obviously, Tyler Labine being Bumpo. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, unless you did it reverse, like, that'd be kind of funny. Nah. Uh, all right, who's next? Because I feel like you've put your list in, in order of importance. Yeah. And I did mine just the first people I think of. I like it. Well, I did Rebecca Romaine. Joan. Mm-hmm. Played by Charlize Theron. I like it. Very good. I uh-huh. went with uh, Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks is great. Traumatic role. That's a, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I have Olivia Saint. Did you recast Olivia Saint? Uh, I did, yes. Yeah? Who do you have? You got to do that. I went with Marina Baccarin. Speaking of Deadpool. Marina Baccarin. Dude, there's a little bit of a you have a little bit of a Firefly theme going on. Uh, with yours. How, mm, who? Who else? You Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk that's and Marina Bacharin. Um, yeah. That's where it stops. Oh, okay. <laughs> no more similarities. Uh, my Olivia Saint played by Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, uh-huh. nicely done. I like her. Yeah, very good. She's actually turned into quite the actress. Man. I'm I'm impressed with her. Yeah. Uh, in that especially in the new Harry Potter, uh-huh. whatever it's called. Yeah, Fantastic Beasts. Mm-hmm. She is not bad. She does a good job there. Mm-hmm. Uh, who does that leave? We've got we Howard got, Saint. I did Quentin Frank. Quentin as well. Oh, I have Quentin as well. Uh, of course you do. Okay. Uh, well, if Marina Baccarin, if she were cheating on uh, somebody, she'd probably be cheating with Jeffrey Dean Morgan. That's I good. like him. Damn. He's menacing, but... Uh, qu- man, I would have cast him as Howard Saint, too. Uh, He'd be he, a good choice. I started to go that direction, but uh, I think uh, I think he fits that role a little better. My Quentin Glass can be a little bit younger, because I got Zoe Kravitz. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that's going to be Nicholas Holt. Oh, interesting. I yeah. like that. They work together on the X-Men movies. Has he ever been a bad guy? Uh, Just because you're a bad guy does not mean you're, you're a bad, bad guy. guy. <laughs> I don't... I think maybe he has... I just can't think of it. Okay. Um, but yeah, uh, he started off as a bad guy. Hard to believe we got a two-star rating on iTunes. Started, show started with, uh, off. Dude, we're talking about the movie. Tantalizing uh, commentary like I know, this. right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So our final two. Here we go. Uh, John Travolta. Howard. Uh, Howard. Howard Saint. How about Christ- Howard Stern? Christian Bale. <laughs> yeah. Christian Bale. Christian Bale. Menacing, scary, like doing his American psycho. Well, dude. All I'm going to say is, Uh-oh. if you've got Christian Bale, yes. who goes toe-to-toe with Christian Bale Christian like Bell. Hugh Jackman? Oh! Yes, yeah, sir. That's, that's yours. Howard Saint. I like that. got a little that. prestige thing going on. Yeah. I didn't yeah. even think that. I thought maybe you were going to save him for the Punisher himself. Hugh Jackman. No, man. Hugh Jackman. Mm. All right. So if that means... Have you figured out the two properties I've put together? I've, I've figured out the one. Obviously, okay. Logan. But what's the other? Uh, uh, oh. I mean, you got Nicholas Holt. Uh-huh. Zoe Kravitz. Mm-hmm. Nathan Jones, Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. Oh, fucking Mad Max. Fury Road, Fury Road. Man, which there you means go. my mad my Frank Castle's Tom Hardy. Oh, that's great. I almost went with him. That's a great idea. Um Jenna came up with uh Scott Kahn. My Punisher. No. <laughs> a little short. Aren't you a little <laughs> short to be a Punisher? Uh you know what? I say that, but this actor's also uh not very tall in stature. Uh but Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> but he can be, as the Punisher. A singing Punisher. It's, just, it's like West Side Story. It's like <laughs> dances and snaps. 
Um, but uh, how about the Winter Soldier? How about Sebastian Stan? That's pretty good, man. As the Punisher. Yeah. He's, uh, he can be dark, but also a sympathetic character. Yeah, that's yeah, really good. I thought so, too. Obviously, mine directed. It's a joint effort between James Mangold and George Miller. Mm, I like that. Well, mm. mine will be a joint effort by the Russo brothers. That's pretty good. How about that? All right, cool. If you guys have any thoughts about the Punisher 2004 edition, or <laughs> honestly anything Punisher, let us know about it on our Facebook page, facebook.com, Editing Bay, um, or... Put the editing bay in the search function. Click that image of the one with the bleeding eyes. That's where you can talk back to us. Let us know what you think about the movie. If there's movies that you want us to talk about uh, coming up in the near future, put your suggestions there. We'd love to see them. Uh, we've also got a website, Rachel. We sure do. It's not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It's editing bay. Remember that. Mark and remember. Uh, editingbay.com. Uh, go there. You can bookmark it and uh, find all the links. Find a uh, tab that has all of our past episodes because remember, if you're subscribing uh, via your podcasting app, you're only going to get the m- most 100 recent episodes. And we've done uh, 256 or 7 now. Jesus. Uh, you're missing out on a lot of that stuff. I don't think you can listen to our Mario Brothers episode unless you go to editingbay.com. Please leave a rating and a review. No, no, leave this on out. the podcasting app. Come on, man. No, it's cool. Uh, you know what? Five star rating is preferred. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, give us a review. Let us know what you like about the show. And then, <laughs> but seriously, if it's five stars, you can also tell us what you don't like. It's cool. You know, we're really affable guys. It's just when you throw like you know stupid salt at us, we're gonna throw it back. Oh man, oh. I'm so fucking. I'm, I am. I'm just bitter. just just let it. Like water off the duck's Let back. Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, leave a rating and review. We'd really appreciate that. What are we doing next week, man? Oh, man, this is going to be tough because uh, I do not have one picked out, so I'm going to have to result to the old list here. And uh, Wheel of movies. Turn, turn, turn. <laughs> Tell us the movie that we are going to burn. And it has stopped on... You, do, you can't let's work do, that way. Let's do... Um, <laughs> you can't work that way. You know, <clears throat> I'm going to save that one. How about... We talked about this a couple of weeks ago. And th- this recently got added to the list. Okay. Um, because we were talking about all the Superman movies that have come out, you know, since... Well, from Christopher Reeve... No longer am I all the way. just a man. <laughs> I only go by... Superman! That's right. It's all the way up to uh, Man in Steel, which I, I guess we've seen the last of Henry Cavill now, right? And his mustache, his that's, mustachioed well, Superman. that's the rumor, but uh, what's his name? Aquaman guy, Jason Momoa. Says otherwise. Says otherwise. He uh, says, nope, Henry Cavill's still involved. All right, well, I guess so, but um, it seems like he and Bat Affleck are kind of taking a back seat to the, some of these secondary players. But uh, not going to talk about that one. Not going to talk about Christopher Reeves. Too easy. But uh, the often forgotten... Two, was it 2000? When did this movie come out? What was it, 2001? Talking about the, the uh, attempt at a reboot uh, starring Brandon Routh from Scott Pilgrim vs. Like, the World. I think it was 2006 when Kevin came Spacey out. as uh, Lex Luthor. Wow. And uh, some other forgettable actors. Yeah, dude. In this uh, promising... James, but... James Mars, Marston. Marsden. James Marsden. Marsden. James Marsden. <laughs> He's in it. Um. He jumped ship. With uh, with Brian Singer, Brian Singer, he That's jumped right. ship with Brian Singer from the X Men franchise were, to come over to Superman. Joe, you're absolutely right. Two thousand six. So yeah. just a scant two years after we had this week's Punisher, we have Superman Returns. Nice. It's uh, time we talk about. Is this that. streaming anywhere? Do you know? I, I just came up with it. Oh, that sounds good. No way of knowing. All right, guys. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much, sir. Uh, uh, uh. Joel, always a pleasure. Pleasure is mine. We'll see you guys next week for Superman Returns. Up and away. Around robbing banks all whacked on the Scooby 
You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.